Hello and welcome to A Value View from the Merchants Trust. Each month, Simon Gurgle, fund manager at the Merchants Trust, offers his thoughts on developments affecting the UK market and what it means for investors. In this month's podcast, we're looking at what it means to invest in UK equities. We ask if London-listed equities are as UK-focused as we think, and we look at how investors incorporate them into a portfolio. Simon, welcome. Uh, To start off, why should investors consider investing in the UK? Well, thanks, John. The UK is really a great place to invest because we have some of the best standards of stewardship in the world, uh, very strong legal protection on, on investors, strong protection for minority uh, holders in terms of um, shareholder rights. We have a good culture of dividend payment and we have exposure to a diverse range of companies and businesses uh, really around the world. Now, Obviously, within the the broader parameters of the UK equity market, there are a number of large international names. But how does access to international markets affect your investment strategy, the portfolio that you're putting together? Well, that's a really good question because the Great, another great thing about the UK is you have exposure to markets and businesses and, and industries around the world, and the vast majority of profits and revenues actually come from international other countries and other regions. So, And some of these aren't that obvious. I mean, Prudential, which many people think of as a big UK company, and it clearly is, big life company, has an enormous operation growing very fast in Asia, as well as a big US life business. Uh, other, other companies we own in the portfolio, United Business Media is a big exhibitions company, one of the biggest in the world, and they've got a, a huge operation in, in Hong Kong and in China. Um, and National Express, which you might think of as a quintessentially British coach and, and bus company, actually earns more of its money both in America and also in Spain than it does in the UK. So there are many, many companies in the UK quoted and listed in the UK with our corporate governance standards, but which actually earn their, their, a lot of their profits overseas. And that you're saying is uh, is an attractive thing because it protects against downside in the UK economy and perhaps even the uncertainty that Brexit has caused. Well, yes, it gives you a diversification of risks, a diversification of exposure. Uh, and also it gives you exposure to faster structural growth. So if you believe, as, as we do, that emerging markets on a 5, 10, 15 year view are going to grow faster than many Western markets, you can get exposure to emerging markets through UK listed companies with strong legal protection without having to go and buy companies in the local markets themselves. I'd like to look a little bit at interest rates. There's a fair degree of talk around this subject, often rarely there isn't. Uh, But the Bank of England is widely expected to raise rates in May. That's the view of many commentators. Would that affect your outlook for UK equities and indeed the broader outlook for UK equities if a rate rise, some in the region of 0.25%, does go ahead in May? Well, it's a good question. In, in general, rate rises fall into two camps. If, if rates are rising because the economy is very strong and the Bank of England wants to uh, keep, keep, keep control, keep a lid on that, then that's usually quite positive and markets can, can, can trade through that. If, if interest rates are going up because inflation is becoming a problem, getting out of control, and they're having to keep inflation in check, that can be more of a problem because that can slow the economy. I think from where we are today with interest rates in the UK at half percent, we're, we're, we're really coming out of the emergency ward really for for the UK economy. So interest rates have been brought down to a, an incredibly low level. So a rise from here of half quarter of percent, half percent uh, over time should not be a problem. 
there is a lot of debt in the UK economy, but I think we can certainly stomach a few small interest rate rises at this point. The CPI rate of inflation has increased, but it's not at a seriously high level yet at the moment. Do you think there will come a point, though, when that will be a factor that the Monetary Policy Committee will have to consider when it comes to interest rate rises? Well, that's a, another very good question. It's it's hard to know actually. I think there is a there are scenarios where inflation picks up because unemployment is is quite low now. There aren't many people looking for a job, and therefore, if the economy continues to grow and there's there's demand, it could push up wages. Uh, we could see higher inflation and in food prices and commodity prices. So it is quite possible that inflation starts to rise and get out of control. There's absolutely no sign of that at the moment. And in fact, the biggest problem that the world economy has generally had for the last decade has been very low inflation, um, bordering on deflation, which is which is difficult to deal with as well. So it's an open question at the moment whether inflation will, will pick up and become a problem. And of course, uh, a rise in interest rates uh, has winners and losers, savers, of course, when it comes to the the, the consumer uh, benefit. But stocks do and certain types of stocks benefit from an increase in interest rates. Take us through a few of those. Yes. Well, many companies had benefited from low interest rates, and we call these the bond proxies, companies that behave at share prices a little bit like government bonds and some of the consumer staples, businesses in beverages, food producers. Um, they, because they've been seen as fairly reliable, dependable earners and, and dividend payers, these shares have been re-rated in the past few years, and, and several of those are quite are quite highly rated, and we don't own many of those in our portfolio. But on the other hand, companies like financials in particular, maybe commodity companies, can benefit from higher interest rates, particularly the financials in a more direct way. And we have quite a big exposure within the portfolio to financial stocks, which could which could benefit. So you mentioned just a moment ago your exposure to UK financials. Uh, and unlike many of your peers, you do invest in a number of uh, large UK financials, the likes of HSBC and Lloyd's. Now, why do you see value in these stocks? Um, and are you concerned at all about rhetoric that surrounds the Brexit negotiations, the possibility that in the event of a hard Brexit, which is looking increasingly likely, some form of hard Brexit, that passporting rights will be lost for UK financials? The big banks have essentially fall into one broad category, which is they, they have they have restructured their business over the last decade, really, since the financial crisis. And they're coming through that now. They've got stronger levels of capital, much stronger levels of capital than they had going into the financial crisis. They're much more tightly regulated. And, and therefore, they should be a bit more resilient. And generally, they're pretty cheaply valued. Banks have got very used to dealing with change, setting up ring fencing the UK operations, for example, all the changes post the financial crisis. I don't think Brexit for the banks will be... Um, of that level of materiality that it threatens investment case. So you're you're more bullish than perhaps other commentators who who do worry, who do uh, express concern that the end of passporting rights could have a, a very damaging impact on the UK's financial services industry. When we think about what it might do to the asset management industry, the investment bank industry, you're you're more sanguine about that. Well, you've got to remember that a lot of the UK financial services industry is not quoted in the stock market in the UK. Much of it is global American banks, European banks. Uh, and other financial institutions. And as a general point, the, the stock market is not the same as the UK economy. So when we do see risks in the UK economy from Brexit, and there are definitely challenges that need to be uh, overcome, 
many of those risks don't affect UK companies, you quoted companies in the way that you might think because of the exposure of the UK companies. So I'm not I'm not dismissing the Brexit risk to financial sector generally as an issue that needs to be addressed. But for many of the companies quoted on the London stock market, it's really not that material. Okay, Simon, we're out of time now, but thank you very much indeed. Thank you. And thank you for listening to A Value View from the Merchants Trust, where each month we bring you topical news affecting UK equity markets. You can find out more about the Merchants Trust by going to merchantstrust.co.uk. 